Hounds and Horror Hounds. This is Brett from Dimension Z, joined as I always am by Greg of the Dead. How you doing, man? Doing good. How's it going? Row, row, row your boat gently down the stream. Merrily, 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 life is but a dream. Row, row. And they all have to sing off from each other like they weren't trained how to sing Row, Row Your Boat. Come on, Joshua. This is my favorite song. If your favorite song is Row, Row Your Boat, I'm just assuming you've never heard music since you were a child. Well, that's an Italian's take on an American's favorite song. Dude, so what's this guy's name, by the way, the director of this? Claudio Frangeso. Frangeso, okay. Well, anyway, Claudio wanted to make an American movie, and, (laughs) you know, we're doing Troll 2, by the way, people. Yes. And his idea was, we're just going to make it in America with an all-American cast and all this kind of stuff. But he didn't speak English, barely. And he wrote the movie himself, but English is not his first language. And the cast, like, offered to, like, help him ad-lib and stuff. Like, well, I get what you're trying to say here, but we'll say it more like this. I know American! I know what Americans do! No! (laughs) He was adamant on no. Read the script. He would not take any help from any of the English-speaking cast or crew. By the way, all the cast showed up to an extras call, thinking, hey, it'd be cool to be in the background of the movie, and they all became the cast. Which makes sense, the fact that George Hardy is, like, one of the main people, and now he's a dentist, who is, like, always bugging his patients about this movie. Oh, is he really? Oh, did you watch Best Worst Movie? No, I didn't get a chance to watch the documentary. Have you ever watched it? No. Oh my god, Best Worst Movie is almost better than Troll. Because so much about of it is about George Hardy, and him discovering this fandom, then loving it, and then kind of loathing it and hating it, and then like growing completely tired of it. Who does he play? Is that the... The dad. Josh? Oh, the dad, okay. You know yeah, what, Mike. like, as far as like 80s actors go in a lot of B-movies and stuff... The extra cast isn't honestly terrible. Like, now hear me out for what they're given, I don't think. I think <laughs> yeah. if you would have thrown them into, like, let's say, a Nightmare on Elm Street sequel or one of the Texas sequels, they wouldn't be good, but they'd fit in. You know what I mean? Like, I don't think they'd be awful. They could be a side character in any of these slasher sequels given an actual script. But what? that's so funny that you brought up Nightmare during this episode because there's one scene in the documentary where George Hardy, who plays the dad, Michael Har- uh, waits um, is at a convention and no one's really coming to his table. So he wanders over to these nightmare on Elm street people. And they're like, he's like, what movie are you in then? It's like, Oh, nightmare on Elm street four. Oh, do people like that? Yeah. Oh uh, some people do like this. Yes. And then, like, he sat at the table for, like, a little bit, and he every person that came up, he was like, do you know Troll 2? And they'd be like, no. Do you know Nightmare on Elm Street 5? And the people had to correct him, be like, it's actually 4. Oh my god, imagine being in Troll 2 and thinking you're bigger than one of, like, the big four slasher series. <laughs> oh my god. I have to, right off the bat, this documentary is so amazing. If you guys like Troll 2, please watch Best Worst Movie. Because it comes to, like, full circle, where he is sitting at a a horror convention, looking at everyone around him, being like, what kind of freaks am I surrounded by? I don't need to be here. Let's let's just go, everyone. Oh, my God. Like, he just gets up and leaves because he's, like, grossed out by, like, the people around him. And I'm also guessing because no one's coming to his table. Yeah, I'm sure that's part of it. (laughs) Now, the big thing is, I'm going to treat this like some people might not know about this movie. Troll 2 is not a sequel. No. Oh, that's right. (laughs) We're diving right in. Like, they've never covered Troll 1. Yeah, it's not a sequel. It's Troll 2 trying to capitalize on, I saw what IMDb said, the mild success of the movie Troll, but has nothing to do with it. In fact, there are no trolls in this movie. What's like them doing 
Zombie 2 because Dawn of the Dead in Italy was zombie. But at least Zombie had zombies in it. There's no trolls in this movie. No, they're goblins. Yeah, we're just throwing that out there. Vegetarians. The movie is a mess. The Look, and the thing is, the guy made movies before. This wasn't a directorial yeah. debut. No. So I'm curious to watch some of his like Italian language movies, like where he's not trying to make an American movie, and see what they're like. And the cast was even talking about it during the documentary of like he doesn't even remember this movie, but like they had him recreating scenes during the documentary. So they were like, "How is he like calling back to this where he swears he doesn't really remember it?" Dude, there was a a cast reunion Q and A thing that he was not invited to. The director. And he crashed it, stormed in during the Q&A and started shouting at all of them because they're talking about how terrible it was, calling them liars and dogs and was escorted out. You're actor dogs! No, you lie! Oh, no, I saw this. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> it's so great because, like, the, the actor will, like, politely answer the question and the director shouting from the back, like, Bullshit! <laughs> All right, let's get into this thing. Um, Troll 2 is one of the worst movies ever, and I love it. Yay! Hey, I've been. This is one that we've been wanting to do for a long, long time. We've talked about it for years at this point. I feel like we've covered the bad movie trifecta now, because we did Plan yeah. 9 early on in the show. We found a way to do the room with the April Fool's Day specials, and <laughs> now we hit Troll 2. Like, the top three, I feel like we hit them all now. I know. I mean, there's also there's definitely a lot more bad movies out there for sure. Oh right? yeah, there's but the three that everyone movies, always goes to. But yeah, Troll Two is one of the top ones, and like you said, we've hit like probably the very top ones. Also, we've hit like Bride of the Monster. Yeah. All right. So it starts with narration and the story about Peter lost in the woods, who's dressed like Robin Hood, and this is a bedtime story from a grandpa. Grandpa Seth to his grandson Joshua. He's sitting next to him while he's tucked in. And during the opening credits, it's just goblins running through the woods. These goblins are little people in potato sacks with masks. Oh, yeah. And there's, like, a great, like, super cut of all of them together. And the, there's the one that falls down the stairs and it's horrible looking. Um, the one that falls down the stairs is my favorite. Grandpa Seth, played by Robert Ormsby... Uh, it was so great in the documentary where he's just this like little old man now. And he's like, I never got married. I never had kids. I never had grandkids. I kind I guess you could say I whittled my wife life away, but you know, I got to be in a movie once and that's what I always wanted to do. <laughs> I'd love the opportunity again, but you know, it never came around. Peter falls in this story. And when I say falls, I mean, he does like an action movie role, but just falls down on his own, and wakes up to this girl with fake freckles all over her face, giving him what looks like pistachio pudding. Yeah, don't eat anything that's green in this movie. If it looks like green toothpaste, it's bad. He starts sweating green like... It's just green paint poured on his head, and he turns half-plant, and right then, in the real world, where the story's being told, the mom comes in, and there's no grandpa. But the chair's rocking back and forth. So, does the mom think that, like, the son, like, reached over and moved the chair real quick? Like, your grandpa was here! Probably, I, I don't know. I need to also, right off the bat, get Diana out of the way. She has crazy eyes throughout the entire movie. The mom? Yes. Okay. No, like, it's insane. Like, her eyes are, like, they're never... She's never in the scene. She's on Mars. Yeah, I noticed. She's very... Like, her eyes are wide, like she's terrified in every scene. She's also in the documentary, where they track her house down, and it is George Hardy, who plays Michael the father, and Michael Stepson, who plays Joshua the son who is also the uh, director of the documentary, um, track her down, and there's a sign in front of her house, like, if you are, don't have written notice of coming to our house, we're going to call the cops, basically. 
Um, <laughs> so they knock on the door, and the camera is like far away. And she opens the door. She's like, "Hello." Say, like, and of course, the dad George is like, "Hi, remember us?" And she's like, "Yeah, what are you doing here?" And they're like, "Uh, just came to say hello." And they finally kind of do make their way inside the house, and there's like this old old woman in there who's super mad that they're inside the house and it's so funny because they keep cutting <laughs> to footage of this old woman sitting there mad <laughs> and because at one point um george hardy kind of gets the hint that um margo prey the mother isn't really into it a whole lot and the grandma definitely isn't so he puts his coat on and the grandma shouts Putting your coat on isn't going to make him leave any quicker. (laughs) It's so, like, just so angrily. Like, I know you want to leave. I want you to leave. (laughs) Dude, did you notice the poster in the bedroom? Oh, I don't think so. This kid is wearing, like, Mickey Mouse shirts. He's laying with a stuffed animal, Tasmanian devil, which is really cool. And then he has the Killing Joke poster. Oh, Oh, I saw the Joker face. Yes. Oh, okay, that's Killing Joke. Yeah, that's a hardcore comic for a child to read. For those who aren't aware, Killing Joke is a comic where the Joker paralyzes Barbara Gordon and there's an implied rape scene in it, and all this terrible stuff. It ends up with a naked Jim Gordon and every. It's terrible. It's like the only bat. Uh, um, what's it called? Batman animated feature to get an R rating. If you follow the comics, uh, Barbara Gordon, right? Yeah, is paralyzed for the rest of time. Like this comic had so much implication. Yeah, exactly. That's not something this kid's reading. I guarantee it. No. And if he did, no wonder why he's having grandpa nightmares. Exactly. But we learn they're going on a month-long vacation tomorrow in the country to Nilbog. Okay. The reason why they're going on this vacation is because they're having an exchange program with the country. From where? I want to know how this like the goblins are writing them letters like, where we must write the food letters. Country exchange. They're dumb city folk. They're come here. That's what I was wondering. Do they take an ad out, like, in the yellow pages or something? Because the plan is, they're going to just switch houses with another family. When would you ever do this? There's never a mention of, like, money or anything. They're just going to do this as the vacation. Yeah, uh, it would never happen, but no. remember that town name, Nilbog. Like, yeah, they do exchange things with schools, not just random people's families. No. And then we meet Holly for the first time, who's just bench-pressing in her room in, like, full-on leotard 80s workout gear, and again, yes, this is what Americans must be like. Oh, she's bench-pressing, like, 30 whole pounds. And she's, like, listening to, like, 80s rock music, of course. Like, it flashes by, like, an American flag poster. Because Americans! Also, after all this, Holly's boyfriend comes over in the window and scares her. And she's like, I'm surprised your friends aren't here. You're always spending all the time with her. And, of course, they're at the window, too. Like, hey, Ellie, is this gonna take a while? And he's like, she's like, I'm going on vacation tomorrow. He's like, Okay, I'll come. And that's it. She goes, okay, yeah, I'll tell Dad tomorrow. That's all the, like, not, it's really late notice, I have to ask. No, that's, okay, that's all it takes. This is also the great line where Holly's like, if my dad called you here, he would cut off your little itty-bitty nuts and eat them up. Yes. (laughs) And, yeah, and this, the dialogue is so weird. Because it's shot, honestly, like a pretty standard 80s movie. It doesn't look extremely, like, bad most of the time. It looks pretty, like, kind of generic and, like, kind of what happened during that time. A lot of what makes this movie so interesting is the dialogue of how the characters talk to each other. Of, like you just said, the boyfriend's just like, hey, I'll come with you. And she's like, yeah, that'll be great. We'll love it. You're part of the family. Yeah, it's 
there's another line with that later that's just ridiculous. But yeah. <laughs> next day, we cut to them in the car, and Elliot no-showed, because like, he's always running late, and they're already an hour behind schedule, and it, Holly's crying, they start <laughs> arguing, and the mom's like, Joshua, start singing! <laughs> <laughs> you sing my favorite song! Which we sang at the very beginning. Um, which is insane, like we said, that that's your favorite song. It's so funny also how, like, insanely upset Holly is. And Dad's like, we stayed until 9.30, which is exactly an hour and a half past when we planned to leave. He was better hang out with his friends. And then we get to Elliot and his friends going in the RV, and they're just going to go to Nilbog, too. If you're not going with Holly's family, you don't have to go to the same place. Yeah, and because they're looking at it on at the map, like on the map, and they're like, Neobog is this tiny little speck right here. Also, like they have this whole camper that I guess they just grabbed from one of their parents or something, but they never put food in it, which is very important. No, they did not. And Josh falls asleep in the car and has a nightmare, and he's turning into a plant, and his family are all trolls, and they turn around like they're going to eat him, and he wakes up and screams. I like Holly, what's wrong, little brother? <laughs> like, the way they have her talk is ridiculous. And then there's this man holding a sign that says, stop them, and it's Grandpa Seth. So Joshua makes him stop the car and says he has to throw up and goes and starts talking to Grandpa Seth. And he's like, you have to turn the- make them turn around. And then the parents are like, what are you doing? And then it just turns into a hitchhiker. So are you going to give me a ride or not? Think about being this hitchhiker. The van stops and this small boy comes running out like shouting nonsense at you. Like, Grandpa Seth! Grandpa Seth, help us! The, the, the goblins! Vegetables! And yeah, and it's so great too because all of a sudden Joshua's like, we need to stop! And Dad's like, why? Do you need to puke? And he's like, uh, yeah, I do need to puke! And then he runs, like, so far away from the car. Like you said, right up to some homeless man. <laughs> then they get to Nilbog, and the townspeople are, like, hiding from them as they're driving through. And they get to their house, and they meet the Swapping family. And they all have this weird... It's supposed to be a clover-shaped scar, which I didn't know until they pointed yeah. it out. So that's the shape of it. Well, it's also, it's so obvious. How does not, how does everyone not see it? Or do they see it and they're trying to be like, ah, we don't see it. Like, it must be a family thing. Yeah, exactly. And they're leaving, and the boy from the back of the pickup truck throws a ball to Joshua and says, eat before we eat you, written on the ball. Why are you warning them? Also, for some reason, like, they haven't eaten in a while. Like, everyone's no. starving. Dude, I'm so happy you said that, because they walk inside, and this family has left out a full meal for them at the table, and look at this hospitality! The dad's all excited, and Joshua, Grandpa appears and warns Joshua not to let them eat, and apparently well, Ghost Grandpa can just freeze time? All of a sudden, yeah, Joshua walks over to the window, and Grandpa's there, of course. It's like, Grandpa, what do we do? It's like, okay, you have 30 seconds to make them not eat. Go! And he, like, snaps. And everyone <laughs> freezes. But, uh, did you pay attention? Them they faking? Just, yes. They do not freeze the frame. They, the director literally shouted, Freeze! Don't move! Like, I could imagine him shouting through this entire scene, like, your eyes twitching! Dude, they were shaking like crazy. Oh, so and the, the, the dad's water is jiggling, the mom's eyes keep, like, squirming around, of course, like, because you're trying to stay still, which is insanely hard. So, time is frozen. You have 30 seconds to stop them from eating. There is a much better solution. Look, I'm not like, this is the obvious choice, because this would never happen, but Time's frozen. Take all the food and throw it outside. You don't you don't have to resort to this. Could you not grab it out of their hand and throw it away? Yeah. Like the flash running through the room and you like exactly. something away? Like, I don't know. Am I thinking about the flash too much? 
It's it's on a tablecloth. Throw the stuff that's in their hands on the tablecloth. Run away with it. You could do that in thirty seconds. Also, ever like everyone's like about to eat or drink something. It's right at their mouth. So is he pissing openly in his entire family's face? <laughs> I mean, I think if you, I think if you saw him pissing, even if you were about to take a bite of something, you would stop. I love the thought that he just pisses all over his entire family, because then it cuts to dads carrying Joshua upstairs while mom's screaming, "Don't hit him!" And the sister's like, "He deserves it. This stinks." Dude, it's insane. He literally pissed on all the food to get them not to eat it. And the dad's like, see this? All the rooms are labeled with their names. He goes, hospitality. You can't piss on hospitality. I won't allow it. I also have to say the line because I want to say the line. You can't piss on hospitality. I won't allow it. And you can't piss on hospitality. I won't allow it. And then he goes to what looks like take his belt off. Because Joshua's like, what are you doing, Daddy? And he's like, I'm tightening my belt by one notch so I don't feel hunger pains. Your sister and your mother is going to have to do the same tonight. Like, what? <laughs> like, you tighten your belt so you don't feel hunger pains? Like, Dude, it's insane. But we cut to our RV guys and Arnold... The oh my god guy. He goes outside to go try to find a girl. Because that's their thing. They're going to get laid here. Dude, yeah. I have thoughts on this. But it come to a head later. So I'll just save them. And he walks outside. And he sees this girl running. Clearly not jogging or something. Like in distress. And he runs after her. Hey, hey, what's wrong? But then tackles the poor woman. Clearly running from something. Oh yeah, because she's like her... Uh clothes are like torn and tattered she has like she's already sweating green which you know is not good she goes they made me eat that stuff i am dying yeah and then he's immediately like oh we better get you to the hospital then all the goblins arrive in all their tiny glory oh. and arnold and, oh is so God. unconcerned that i it blows my mind arnold is just like huh Look out, babe! I got this! And he, like, walks or He, like, struts around them. Being like, hey, little guys! I don't know if you know this, but the big dog Arnold's in town! As he pops his collar, and he, like, there's a jukebox there, and he smacks it, and it turns on. <laughs> Dude, he might as well. And yeah. in what world are you not alarmed by the misshapen tiny people with beards and spears? He, at one point, he looks back over to the lady and winks. Like, yeah, I got course, this. <laughs> of course, he's speared right away and he screams. Oh my god. The scream's important and that's what I wanted to tie it all back to. Because it cuts oh to god. the other guys in the RV. No, they I hear gotta the scream, the scream real quick. Where, like you watch said. Watch the volume. Don't peek that volume. <laughs> he, they throw the spear. And it's not just a normal, like, ah! thing. It's Ah! <laughs> like it's insane like he screams at the top of his lungs and it's so guttural and he's just staring at the spear with the widest eyes arnold might be my favorite character throughout the entire movie because i love his screaming i love his reactions dude but this is what i was talking about with when he's going to have sex the guys hear the scream and they think he's getting late you don't think he's meeting up with the girl. He's going out to try to find the girl. They are parked in the middle of the woods. The odds of running into a person, let alone a girl, let alone a girl who's going to fuck you, like, is astronomical. There's no way they actually think this is what's happening. You're way more likely to become a Ned Beatty. <laughs> yeah, like, they should be concerned when they hear the scream. Yes. And by the way, they were surrounded. Arnold was speared. We cut to Arnold and the girl somehow got away. Not explained. Just them running to a church and they go, let's hide in this house. It is not a house. It is a church. 
Yeah, and you they go inside, and it's all witchy looking, of course. And then the main witch woman kind of comes out, which reminds me of like the old crypt man from like uh, Spookies. Yes, and she's like, this is my house, and her ancestors her ancestors came from Stonehenge. Yeah, for some reason, Stonehenge is also in this movie. I'm like, why is this Halloween 3 all of a sudden? Why are they shoehorning this in? Where there's just a piece of Stonehenge also in this movie. How many movies can borrow from this until the entire monument's gone? (laughs) They're like, they go to, like, tourists go to where Stonehenge used to be, and there's just a plaque of each movie that stole from it and where the pieces went. (laughs) Well, this piece went to Halloween 3. This went to Troll 2. Dude, they ask about a hospital, and she's like, no hospital around here, we all take care of ourselves. And then she gives them broth, which is clearly an evil potion. <laughs> There's a fog machine in all these goblets that they're given. Oh, yeah. And it's so funny, because the lady takes a big drink, and she's like, and just starts puking green, and she's writhing around, and Arnold's still holding his goblet, and it's like, uh, What's up with her? And the witch lady's like, nothing, nothing. Drink your goblet. She's fine. And she's like writhing around all the way upstairs for some reason. And then she falls over and melts into a giant puddle of green. Except for her head. That's the very last thing where she's still screaming. Which, you know me and my body horror stuff? Here for like half a second, I'm like, Troll 2 got me. Dude, none of the transformations are the same. Every person's is different. Oh, because we even forgot about, like, when um, Joshua was in the car, and he's having the hallucination that he's, like, changing into the plant. Like, we kind of mentioned it, but there's, like, they just, like, glued, like, stems and leaves to his hands and just dripped all this green stuff all over him. And then they cut back to him, and they grew leaves on his head. Like, it's so weird and funny, but also, like, if you think about it, really fucked up. Oh, yeah. But the goblins show up and start eating the big goo pile girl. Oh, my God! They're eating her! And then they're gonna eat me! Oh, my God! And then they're going to eat me! Oh my god! Dude, that's the line everybody knows from this movie. I was... I cannot say how excited I was to do that line for all of you listeners right there. (laughs) I was over at my parents' house earlier, and I did it three times. (laughs) Then... We just cut to Holly dancing in front of the mirror, wearing an Aries, like the star sign, Garfield shirt. It just has Aries on the top, and then has Garfield with antlers on it. And she starts out by doing the Lone Ranger, like, hands, where you, like, do, like, the, like, okay fingers, and you put them over your eyes so it looks like a mask. Yeah, and then she starts rehearsing, making Elliot choose between her and his friends, and... Dude, this is... Grandpa appears in the mirror and scares her. Oh. Because he's like, Joshua! And she screams. So Grandpa not only is dead, and a spirit that can talk to Joshua, but he's still confounded by the mortal, like, inconvenience of having to learn the layouts of houses. Because he shows up back, because, like, Joshua shows up and all mom and dad, because, of course, Holly screamed and ran out of the room. And she's like, I saw Grandpa! And Joshua's like, I'm not the only one, see? And Joshua's like, very kindly, quote-unquote, switches rooms with her. Because as soon as everyone leaves, he's like, Grandpa, Grandpa! And Grandpa shows back up, and is like, I'm sorry! I don't know the lay of this house yet! It's ridiculous. <laughs> <laughs> the grandpa 
claw thing is the most ridiculous part of this movie. Look, there's no reasoning behind any of it. He can re, like, manifest. He takes physical form multiple times. He carries around a fire extinguisher. He gives Joshua a Molotov cocktail. They don't say, like, Grandpa was into magic stuff or anything like that. That's all you would have to say. It would still yeah. be cheap, but okay, then we'd have an explanation. Nothing! No, exactly, because at certain points, Grandpa can only stay around for so long because there's evil spirits. But later, like you said, he's, like, side by side with his grandson, fighting evil. Like, physically. Like, what is going on with it? None of it makes sense. That's something else that the like documentary really reiterates is all the actors were like we had no idea what was going on, like we got. Oh, to they a only gave we them the just... script scene by scene. Yeah, it's like we never knew what the story was about. All of a sudden, like we'd be in a car and now we're fighting goblins. Like, dude. Also, Grandpa talks to Josh. He says you have to get them to leave the house. And Josh says, "Why do you, don't you tell someone else like the others?" And he doesn't say, I can only appear to you. We had a strong bond or something. None of that. He goes, your mom never listened to me anyway. Like, having the ghost of your father appear to you and saying, get out of this house, wouldn't shock someone into listening to anything. No, your mom never listened to me anyway. No, she is way too in the clouds to know. She's just like, okay, dad, la 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 la. <laughs> But back at the RV, Drew, the yellow shirt guy whose shirt changes halfway through the movie. Yeah, they oh my god. We don't notice. No, they mention that in the documentary. Because... Brett, I haven't seen this documentary, and you're telling me every scene of it. No, Drew, it Drew, right, you said? Yes. Mentions, like, well, halfway through the movie, we literally lost my shirt. And the director said, it doesn't matter! Give, bring, buy a yellow shirt! So now Drew has to go buy a yellow shirt himself. Well, he did lose it. Yeah, well, no, he didn't lose it. The production lost it. Uh oh. <laughs> He's like, one day I showed up and they were like, yeah, we lost it. But he goes to buy some food because they didn't bring any. And at the house, there's no breakfast, just old milk. When I say that, and it jumps real quick between things, they do that, and later on, it's especially bad, but I'm just yeah. saying, that's not me. They just jump right back and forth for no reason sometimes, but... How many days has this family not eaten? Like, how many days away from cannibalism are we? If they're like, at we're some... gonna eat the young one. At some point, they'll have to be, get the piss food out of the garbage. Exactly. Like, we're gonna eat it. We don't care that there's mold on it now. But the police pick up Drew because they just give him a ride because he says, I'm going in to get some food. And on the ride, the cop's like, are you hungry? Like, yeah, I really am. The cop gives <laughs> him a sandwich. He's like, oh, gee, thanks. Look, I know it's rude. It's rude to be like, oh, gross. But it's not rude to say, hey, what is this? green icing on a hamburger bun that you have handed me. Yeah, why is he eating the green hamburger? I don't know. The, like, you, then, Greg, you know how much I love food, and whenever food's brought up, and, like, there's, like, a lot of food in a movie or whatnot, I love to talk about this. This movie's like the anti-food movie. No one ever eats, and the food is evil. It literally makes you turn into plants that the goblins eat. Yeah, also, the whole, the goblins are vegetarian, they don't eat meat, that's why they turn you into plants. That's still eating meat. You're seasoning it, it's basically putting vegetable seasoning on it, but you're still eating meat. Yeah, you're, like, transforming it, but it's still this weird, like, paste goo stuff. There's, yeah. like, good vegetables. Carrots exist. I like carrots. But at the store, Drew's starting to sweat green. There's no coffee. <laughs> he goes, no coffee. Oh it's my the God. devil's drink. Dude, you keep saying I keep bringing up this documentary, but I have to. And this is why I watched it. Because the drugstore owner, Don Packard, shows up in the documentary. And he's like, yeah, they, uh, he's still as, like, insane looking as he was back then. He looks like he hasn't aged a day. And he looked ancient then. 
Um, they're like, yeah, they signed me out of the uh, mental hospital to do this movie. Then they had to uh, sign me back in. I wasn't doing a character. That was a uh, that was a real insane person. As he's like looking all around the room like a bird's flying around. <laughs> but coffee's a devil drink. No eggs. We're all vegetarian. But here's some milk. It's for free. Make sure your friends have some of it too. The milk <laughs> is just on the shelf. It's not in a refrigerator. Yeah. The sun is hitting it. On the way out of the store, some townie tells him where Arnold is. Your friend, Arnold? Yeah, that's him. It says, like, the church house. And then we cut to the witch lady at the church house talking to the Arnold tree. So Arnold had screws put through his shoes to have him stand perfectly still in this potted plant for 14 hours, Brent. And those were his shoes. And it's so funny listening to them talk about this in the documentary because it talks of they talk to the actor Arnold, and he's like, "It was hell. It was insane. They make me stand there for fourteen hours. They ruined my shoes. Like they tortured me, basically." And the director goes, "Actors, they're all dogs. They go blah blah blah. My legs hurt." You know what the best part of the movie was? <laughs> when we got to put the prosthetic in his mouth because he stopped complaining. Dude, there's no way you could do this stuff today. Oh no, the director is just so abusive. Even in the documentary when they're like trying to have fun recreate like different scenes. He's like, no, don't laugh. You're doing it wrong. Like, can you imagine they're like saying, hey, we're going to screw you into a pot and you're going to stand there for 14 hours today. Like, no strikes would be happening. There's no way. Oh, it took us, what, six hours to do that music video we were in? And we were standing around being like, oh, my God. Imagine if we had to stand in one place and never move. Yeah, exactly. Oh, yeah. And I love her reaction to him. Like, because she's, like, watering him with the special green water. I'm guessing they're saving him for later. Like, he's, like, how you, like, store cans in your, like, cupboard because they had a sale on, like, green beans or something. They're like, well, you're for later kind of thing because she's watering him. Be like, oh, you pretty little flower. It's so funny. Dude, and she also, like, picks up a cheesecake. It's definitely a cheesecake. Believe me, I love cheesecake. I know it's yes. Yes, yes. And she goes, I made a special pudding for the new neighbors. It's not pudding. No, it's and it's just smeared with green shit once again. And it's not like green icing looking stuff. It's we. It looks like Play-Doh. Yeah. In the town, Josh and his dad are waiting to get into the general store, but there's a sign that says, be back in 20 minutes after the sermon. So they're at church. And oh. the dad's sitting there kind of falling asleep on a chair. And Josh looks at the town sign in the mirror. Oh, he tries to talk to Grandpa in a car mirror. And it doesn't yeah. work. But then he sees the town sign behind him. Nilbog backwards. And he realizes it's Goblin. It's like in every Dracula movie when they figured out Alucard means Dracula. It's, yeah. Come on. It's, it's just backwards. Oh, and But his reaction to it is like, Goblins! Oh my god, it's their kingdom! And then... Two seconds ago, Dad was awake reading a vegetable book. And Josh looks over at Dad, and he's fully asleep with the vegetable book on his uh, chest. He's out. I mean, if I was reading a vegetable book, I'd probably fall asleep pretty quick, too. But he just, like, slumps over in, like, a rocking chair. It's so funny. Josh realizes that, and he skateboards away. Um... Back at the house where Holly and Mom are, the witch lady brings cheesecake to her new neighbors. Again, pulls a pudding. And that's all. It never shows them eating it, but she brings it. Joshua sneaks into the town people's meeting slash sermon. And they're going on about how terrible humans are. And they eat carcasses. And their gut smells. (laughs) Here's the thing. Why aren't they in goblin form? Well, uh, exactly. Because they don't know Josh is there. Because at another point, that comes into play. But right here, they don't know Josh is there. Exactly. Why are they not just in, like, weird goblin form? Joshua also has to, like, 
purchase skateboard in the worst spot in the entire world. Yep, because he leaves over a hole in the ceiling, and then goes to another hole, but pushes the boards where the skateboard falls in, and instantly, I love the, like, preacher guy's hand shoots up the hole and grabs Joshua's face. <laughs> this is also where we see that the, like, exchange family that they supposedly switched with never left town. Yeah. And remember I was talking about the weird cuts? For, like, two seconds here in this crazy Joshua scene and everything just happened, we cut to Holly going to the RV. No dialogue yet or anything, just her going to the RV. And then back to the goblins and Joshua. Yeah, well, Why is that cut in there? American movie! Why you question? Bad actor! No! Bad! <laughs> but it cuts the goblins trying to force-feed Josh, like, green ice cream, as he's screaming oh for God. his life. And his dad shows up, he's like, what's going on here? Like, we were trying to give him some ice cream! Dude, bad horror dad. Really bad horror dad. You take your kid and you leave right then. Well, because it's like a group of people in a dark barn force-feeding your child something. And he's like, oh, okay. And at first they like kind of back out of the room and they leave. And then they like immediately go back to the house where the entire town is there throwing a big party. And they're like, we're sorry about that misunderstanding. You know how kids can be. <laughs> and dad's immediately like, yeah, fucking kids. Dude, so when Dad and Joshua leave, the leader one says something about we have plans that will take some time. Bullshit, you never say what the plans are. You have a whole town there. You could also force feed the dad your ice cream and you have two of them taken out right here. Exactly. Come on, Dad, you take a bite of ice cream. Show them it's okay. Well, you don't even need that. You could literally hold them down and just like hold their nose shut and give them the ice cream. That's it. You've like You have a whole town with you. You really could. But yeah, like you said, they show back up at, at the house and there's a whole party going on that the town has shown up while the mom's there and just they're dancing and singing and there's lots of food. Apparently, dude, after not eating for three days, the mom has shown incredible restraint and has not taken a bite of any of the food there. Oh, because everything's out. Like everything's ready. And like you said, they haven't eaten for days at this point. And she hasn't immediately dived into everything. But also, none of, none of it's like, I get that they're vegetarians, but they don't actually have vegetables. They have, like, cakes and, like, corn on the cob. Yeah. There's no, like, mixed vegetables, no spinach, no, like, cooked carrots, no, like, peppers and onions or anything. There's so many things you can do with vegetables that are good. No, none of it. It's all, like, pies and stuff. Which my stomach would like completely reject immediately of like, oh, you're trying to eat sweets after like days of not eating? Fuck you. Eat a cheeseburger. <laughs> also, the dad and Joshua stop at the RV and get Holly. Elliot makes a choice to go with them and everything's good now. That's all. And the last friend is left at the RV. Elliot tells him, I don't care what you do. Oh, yeah, all of a sudden, yeah. No, it's okay. He's a part of the family now. And Dad's like, all right, that's great. Yeah, the end. <laughs> but, uh, Drew arrives at the church and finds the Arnold plant and pulls the bark oh. off of his face. And the director's like, no, don't take the mouthpiece off actor. He'll talk if you do that. And the witch goblin shows back up knocks out Drew, well, and cuts Arnold up with a chainsaw. There for a minute, Drew's trying to pull him out of the room. Because he's like, what do you want me to do? Arnold's like, get me out of here. So it's like, okay, I guess I'll drag you out of here. <laughs> yeah, but so was Arnold getting cut up with a chainsaw. We never see what happens to Drew. Well, I, well he, I think he was already sweating green, because at one point he, when he was running through the woods, he took a drink of the milk, which is, of course, like, yogurt at this point, and he, like, throws it down in disgust. Yeah, I don't know. They, there's a lot of unclear deaths. I have a question about one of them there, later on. And there is so much in this movie I know I'm missing. The little dialogue things I noticed, little lines here and there, like... 
you have to watch this movie. It's so like not like minute to minute. It's weird. At the house party, Joshua is trying to reach Grandpa in the mirror, but a goblin comes out instead. But then Grandpa does show up in the flesh this time, Brett. Yes. Uh, but now he can do this. Last time we saw him, he could barely stick around in the mirror because the evil was around. But he cuts the goblin's hand off and it jumps back into the mirror as the mirror reforms and returns to church. This goblin was the witch lady. I like that the witch lady, it's not like Smurfs, like where there's Smurfette. When she's in goblin form, she still has a beard and everything. Oh, it's so funny because, yeah, she turns back into witch lady and she's just missing a hand screaming. <laughs> Dude, I mean, I guess it hurts, but she's overreacting about this hand thing when all she has to do is touch Stonehenge and grow a new hand. Yeah, it's right there. Do you think they hang out like Colonel Cochran and her, like, hang out? They have, like, Stonehenge Fridays. <laughs> oh, definitely. <laughs> so about the runes, she's like, I don't like runes! I like vegetables! <laughs> Grandpa Seth gives Josh a Maltov cocktail. Yeah. And he's like, when I tell you, you throw this. He has a fire extinguisher, which is two things that don't go together. Goes, I'll cause a distraction with this. Grandpa, your plan makes no sense. No. Outside, the lead goblin, like the preacher guy, takes the Molotov cocktail and banishes Grandpa back to hell? <laughs> it, because Joshua's like, Grandpa, you're in hell? And Grandpa's like, no, it's a lie. They're tricking you. <laughs> He's like, you'll have to do it yourself. And... The, remember, the goblin has the Molotov, and the grandpa, like, makes the Molotov ignite in the goblin's hand, and it catches on fire and dies. And then the family and a bunch of the other goblins run out after using the extinguisher, and they see him in goblin form. Yeah, because this was the preacher on fire, which we get a yeah. live fire person on here. We get, like, a fire stunt, which was cool. But yeah, they put him out, and it's like a singed goblin. And the dad is finally like, what's that? And they're like, you killed one of us. And they're finally at this point like, oh, okay, you already know. Yes. They run inside and the goblins just stand there outside. Um, <laughs> at the witch church, she makes the sunset to turn young and pretty, I guess? Yeah. Oh, yeah, there's just the random scene, yeah, where she's like young again. And the last RV boy is watching TV, and it gets all staticky, oh. smacks it, and it turns to the now young, beautiful witch dancing with a uh, corn on the cob. This with that, he's like, "What's this show?" It's like, "You think I'm a? I am not a program." <laughs> and she goes, "Go outside," and she's out there, and he lets her in the RV. It's like, "Do you want some of the corn?" And he, he goes. Actually, I like popped corn. And then, what the fuck happens here? Because okay. they start making out with the corn cob in between both of their mouths. And yes. popcorn starts flying everywhere. It's the director throwing popcorn at them. Like, be more sexy! This is not funny! Stop laughing! Dude, what is supposed to be going on? Um, get Well, it's just his fantasy come to life of like, oh, you want popcorn? Because it cuts back to him later and he's covered in popcorn and it's like spewing out of his mouth. He's like, no more popcorn. Um, Yeah, that's all that happens to him. They don't kill him. No. Yeah, he just eats popcorn. That's not so bad. Um, You also mentioned the movie in the movie. Not only is Troll 2 bad, imagine being the movie inside of Troll 2. What movie is it? It's, um, Cinemasker actually did find the movie. It's an Italian caveman movie. It's the second in a four movie series that is loosely tied together, but not really. Oh. Where, like, cavemen find a magical egg, and there's also a monkey, and the monkey touches the egg, and that's when it shoots into the sky. And then if you watch the movie a few seconds later, they all laugh. And that's because a bunch of the cavemen bonked their heads together. Oh. <laughs> yes. But the family starts having a seance to summon Grandpa Seth. <laughs> There's a bunch of lightning outside, and Grandpa tells them to destroy the magic spell. 
concentrate. Josh is telling him, well, concentrate, concentrate. And then Josh turns into a goblin? I mean, he doesn't, but that's what it makes you think. Yeah. Right as all the others outside invade the house. And now they've taken goblin form again. And they're chasing the family. I love these scenes, dude. The family runs upstairs. The dad kicks one of the goblins down the stairs. <laughs> and it goes flying down the stairs. And, like, it's big, like, pillow stomach is, like, shoved into its face and its legs are going everywhere. Some of the goblin masks have, like, no eyes, so they just look black, which is scary. And then a couple of them have, like, giant, bright yellow eyes that just stare into the camera. Yeah, also, the no there's, so many, there's so many extras that just stare right into the camera. Also, the mom. Yes. <laughs> uh, but Josh wakes up in the witch house. Apparently, they switched places. But a goblin? I don't think it's the witch goblin? I don't know. One of the random little goblins starts fighting Josh, but Grandpa saves him and has taken form again. He gives him a bag. Only take out the contents when you absolutely need to. We don't know what's in here. Okay, I need to immediately. And he has he rips it out as soon as possible. <laughs> and then he goes up and touches the rock, the piece of Stonehenge. Right. In the house, the family is cornered. And... What? I don't understand. Because the RV guy wakes up in the popcorn, like we said, as the witch right. goblin lets out some call, like, ah, yeah, 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 and, like, all the goblins <laughs> hear it and disappear. And Grandpa fades away from Josh, and then the witch goblin appears with a bunch of the other goblins in the church house and throws Josh to the others as he's being carried away. But he opens up the bag and is a double-decker bologna sandwich, and oh. they're all terrified of it. They're like, no, the cholesterol, the sodium. And he starts eating it. They're like, no, you're not pure anymore. Dude, this scene makes me think, okay, he was trying to be silly. Like, this is clearly a silly thing. Right. But then when you watch interviews and stuff, he was 100% not trying to be silly. Oh, no. He was sitting there because he goes to the premiere. It's so funny. Like, it's one of the best parts of the documentary is the director goes to one of the, like, showings of Troll 2, which all, with all the quote-unquote fans, and he's walking through the crowd, and it's like, guys like us and Troll 2 shirts, like, Troll 2 rules! Yeah! And he's like, it seems like people really love my movie. All this is also in Italian. Because yeah, he barely I was speaks put the English. Clip in, but I forgot it wasn't in English. I was upset. Because he so he's watching a showing of Troll 2 with an audience. And then he starts getting sad. Because the director's like, not only do they laugh at the parts they're supposed to laugh at, they laugh at the parts they weren't supposed to laugh at. Because he's like, they tried to make the whole thing a big silly thing, but it's not. This is serious. I don't know what your issue is. Like, he doesn't understand it whatsoever. Like, they're sick people. But the family randomly shows up, and they start touching the stone with them, and then we have, like, a ten-minute scene of lightning flashing over a digital screen, and the goblins all start dying. Brett, this is my biggest question. Hmm. Does the dad die? Oh, I don't know. I don't think I saw the dad die. I don't actually, because the end of this movie is just like, so many things just start happening. And I literally did think of Greg of the Dead during like certain parts of this movie. I'm like, Greg has to do the beat for beat, and I feel bad for him. Yeah, dude, like, we don't see the dad die. I'm throwing that out there. But then, after all the goblins die with all these lightning strikes, a very long extended, them falling over and, like, oozing green and everything. The witch goblin takes the longest, obviously. It just cuts to them in the car. But there's no dad. <laughs> Unless dad's like, I like this Neil Bog. <laughs> Maybe I'll start that... up a dentistry. <laughs> I rewound it. I'm like, yeah. I must have missed it. I don't think he, we saw anything. They just forgot to bring him on set. Director was like, we don't need the dad. Extra actor. Fool. Dog. Mom and Josh are back home. They dropped Elliot and Ollie off at his place. 
and the mom's gonna go take a shower. Josh is in his room and he hears all these scary whisper voice oh. chant things. Well, mom go they get home, mom immediately opens the fridge and she's like, Oh, the apples are still good. Nom 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 nom. It's just like the first thing she's eaten in an entire week. And immediately I'm like, I would not eat a vegetable. I'd be like, I'm gonna make a cheeseburger, I'm gonna make a steak, I'm gonna make some like pork chops. Anything but a vegetable for a little while kind of thing. Well, dude, I can see, well, one, an apple's a fruit bread. Well, whatever. It's same thing. It's vegetable, fruit, tree thing. I can see eating that because you don't have to prepare it. You're so starving, you'll eat that while you make something else. But I was all immediately like, oh, you shouldn't be eating that. Joshua goes around looking for his mom. A ball bounces down the stairs that says, yummy. Mom is so good <laughs> written on the baseball. <laughs> yeah, like the goblins are like writing him messages. To th- like they're also tricksters. And it's, then it's so fucked up because he goes to the shower because mom's like, I'm going to go take a shower right after she ate the apple. And it's just a shower full of green goop. So mom has melted. Yes. And then he goes into the kitchen, and the goblins are eating what's left of Mom. But when I say this, it's just, just the torso, just tits. Oh yeah, <laughs> nothing else left. Just there's, green tits. There's tits and just green jello, and the goblins just shovel it into their mouths, which do not move. No. And then one turns and says. Do you want some, Joshua? And he screams and roll credits. Oh my god! That's Troll 2. What a fun time. It, it's so much fun. It's so much fun also. Like, you gotta pair the documentary with the movie. Watch the documentary first, then watch the movie. Because it adds so much to it. Like, all the little behind-the-scenes things, how the, the actor's point of views, the director, how he thinks everyone else but himself is wrong. Like, he made a good movie, it's the actor's fault it turned out bad. Like... Dude, is the director still alive? I think so. Because I saw just a few years ago he was making a new movie. I'm curious what, like, a modern version of his movies looks like. Yeah, I wonder what that is. Dude, how is this rated PG-13, too, with, like, the mom boob at the end? Well, that's obviously, like, a mannequin. But still, like, I was wondering how that got the... Maybe because it was covered in goo? There's no nipple. Yeah, true. Okay. The American double standard. Yes. Um, yeah, that's Troll 2. It's... it's something. This is one that I don't own. I watched it on Tubi. Hail Tubi. Tubi's amazing. Um, you have the Blu-ray of. I, do, I got that Blu-ray DVD combo. I, that's one that I'm on the lookout for, for sure. But definitely watch this documentary. It's so funny. Um, I can. It, the documentary is almost better than the movie, honestly. Like, what it shows you and how, like... The dad, George Hardy, is just like, he's a dentist now, but he always wanted to be a famous actor. And it's him and the uh, Joshua actor, Michael, um, like going around for a while and they're having fun. And then they get bored of it. Because at one point, George Hardy's like, I've watched Troll 2 20 times. It's gotten stale. (laughs) (laughs) All right. uh, Count of the Dead time, I guess. I have some caveats with this one. Let's get into the Count of the Dead. Ah, ah, ah. Alright, so I'm going to count the Dead's Vertalic, all the deaths in the movie. Brett, this one, because it's so weird, I didn't count anyone we didn't see die. Yeah, this one I didn't really... This is also where I was like, oh, Greg, I feel bad for him. <laughs> but here's... Well, I didn't count any of the goblins either. Okay, that makes sense. So, it's actually not that hard to keep track of. Uh, the dad's not on there, even though I think they killed him somehow. <laughs> like, there's yeah. a bunch of stuff like that. Is there, like, four? You gonna go with four? Yeah. Well, you got it. Oh, nice! Hell yeah, look at me! Oh my god! I did it for another time. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> That's great scout of the dead! Ah, ah, ah. Now we're getting into my ratings from Dimension Z. 
So basically, I'll take something from the movie and I'll rate the movie 1 through 10, 1 being the worst and 10 being the best. Now come up with that thing right now. Greg. Yes. I, as much as I will talk about like cheeseburgers and steaks and ribs and pork chops and Doritos and stuff like that, I do. I li- enjoy- wait, 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 wait. I love that everything you just listed was meat <laughs> and Doritos. <laughs> Doritos. Because I looked over and I literally have Doritos beside me. <laughs> You're like steak and ribs and burgers and Doritos. Doritos. <laughs> Reese's. I'm sorry, it just seems so out of place with everything else. <laughs> I also enjoy a vegetable. I do like a lot of vegetables, but there's some yeah. that I hate. So this week we're doing vegetables as our scoring. Okay. So number one vegetable, the worst vegetable, Brussels sprouts. Always hated them, still hate them to this day. Not one of the ones I ever like grew into. Okay. Do you like them? Yeah, I don't mind Brussels sprouts, to be honest. Oh, I don't like it. Liz likes them. I don't like them. See, I don't think, like, if you get those, like, steamable bags of Brussels sprouts and everything, I don't think they're that good. But if you, like, put, like, some good, like, cracked pepper on there, some seasonings, Mm. and, and, like, cook it that way, that can be good. Like, you throw one of those steamable bags in the microwave, it's just wet, mushy, yuck. They all taste like farts. They all taste like farts. If you do it that way, they do. No, they all do. It's bad. Okay. No part of it's good. Um, a number 10 vegetable for me is spinach. I love spinach so much. It's so good. Put a little butter on there, a little salt and pepper. I like spinach. I, I could yeah. go for some spinach. Um, I'm kind of a carrot guy. If we count corn, I like a lot of good mm. sweet corn. And I, I like asparagus on the grill. I don't mind corn if it's, like, in, like, a mixed veggie. Like, I don't like peas, but if peas are in something, it's okay. Um, Troll 2 is almost on its own level. It's like when we talked about Plan 9 or The Room, like we talked about before, of, like, it's like the holy trinity of bad movies. So you can't compare it to, like, the other movies out there. It's like, oh, Troll 2 is, like, technically a movie like The Whale is a movie. I still haven't seen it, so you reference. I didn't need to watch it. It's so funny. Oh, the opening scene! I was like, I cannot believe that this movie won like an award. <laughs> um, Troll Two's a ten. It's so much fun, especially paired with the documentary. It's one hundred percent a ten. It's like if you're gonna watch Troll Two, you're gonna have a great time. You can be alone, or it's probably even better with like a whole group of friends. I, I had trouble in this rating, and you're going to be mad, but I'm also going to explain why. I think I came up with a really good reasoning behind mine. With a movie like this, what I want to do, because it's a terrible movie, but I love watching it. Yes. So, how do I rate this? So, what I'll typically do is, well, did they accomplish what they wanted? Like, in their world. Like, remember, I think I said that on Human Centipede. I'm like, it's not great, but I think they set out and achieved what they were going for. Yeah. But the thing is, I don't think he achieved what he was going for at all. So, no. so all of my enjoyment is also 1,000% opposite of what he did. So, this doesn't even ex- like relate to my enjoyment of the movie. I can only give it smack dab in the middle of five for that reason. It's confusing to me, but I'm like, how do I rate this movie? And it kind of just ended up right in the middle. I can see what you mean. Because I love it, but he shouldn't want me to love it because of the reasons I do, type deal. He thinks it's a serious movie, except for, like, a couple little comedic parts. Like, why are you laughing at my movie, this serious movie? This serious movie, Greg! Yeah, exactly, and which is not the goal of this movie, but I still find almost a ten's worth of enjoyment out of his one's worth of failure. Well, that's why I have to give it a 10, because I'm thinking of, like, I can't put this on a scale with Dracula, or, you know, any of these other great, like, Evil Dead 2. Like, no, it's not right side by side with Evil Dead 2, but as far as a bad movie goes, it's a 10. Yeah. It's not, there's there's small little boring parts, but for the most part, it's not boring. It's very exciting. It keeps making you go, what the fuck? Like, you find yourself just staring at the screen with your jaw open, kind of thing. 
No, I definitely understand. It's just, it's a weird one to rate. That's all. It, oh, it very much is. That's why I had to give the caveat before I gave it to 10. <laughs> but unless you have anything else, man. No, I think that's all I got on Troll 2. Well, we hope that Troll 2 has left your brain throbbing with horror! This brings to close another episode of Throbbing with Horror. But fret not, friends. Another episode will be coming next week. Same time, same place. Be sure to check us out on all the social medias. Just look for the Throbbing with Horror Pumpkin wherever you find your quality social media.